Hello there. You're listening to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. If it was any bigger, it would hurt. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Listen up, partner. Word around here is that the Merrick Gunfighter Alliance is rolling through the inner sphere. Reckon those pilots came in from the Free Worlds League. You hearing me, son? The gunfighters have proven themselves on the battlefield. Ain't no way around it. They fill in any role for all Merrick units, from scout to assault, and with prompt, deadly support, I tell you. Now, there are two kinds of people here in MWO. The ones with loaded guns and the ones in a smoking mech heap. Which one are you? Join us at MerrickGunfighterAlliance.engine.com and find out what it takes to be a gunfighter. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 51. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It's November 7th, 2012, and my shout-out has, I don't know, a very sweet touch to it. And it's to Hayden. Hayden, congrats on your job at PGI. We even have a link for everyone who's out there, and if you don't know who Hayden is... He's Hayden. Yep. Dude, I want to say congrats for all the hard work over the past, literally, year you've done, and obviously it's paid off, so... uh, Maybe we can have Hayden on the show on Mixtevs and Beer one day. I don't know. Darren, who do you got? Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and my shout-out today goes to... Is it Daisy? No, it's Warzy. Uh, my shout-outs to Warzy and my buddies that have been playing lately. More zombie killing. Oh, are you talking about the Russian spinoff, which they say it isn't a copycat? Oh, yeah. But basically... They, they've been working on it for 10 years. They, they totally thought of it first. You know, it's funny is they were playing this past week and I hopped in channel and I heard them talking and, and I was like, oh, you guys playing DayZ? And they're like, no, we're playing Warzy. I was like, oh, was, I'm, I'm confused. Anyways, and Brandon, who do you have tonight? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Kell. And tonight my shout out goes to, of course, our live studio audience and guests. And a special shout out to Kong Interstellar Security Solutions, the Mercenary Corporation. I've actually seen them around. So. Kong. And Greg, welcome. Uh, a little late. Uh, let me give a shout out to everybody who's inquired about sponsorships on my podcast free. There you go. Very helpful. And uh, hopefully I'll get a few of you for the next couple episodes. What is that podcast? Website? Declarations of War at declarationsofwar.com. There you go. And I'm George, you, sir. Hello, everybody. This is George, also known as the voice of Duncan Fisher. I want to give a, a another shout-out. I did did it once before, but a, this is another shout-out to Dustin Baker, uh, the awesome artist who came up with the Duncan Fisher 
image. Um, he sent me a signed print. It says, to George from Dustin Baker. Kapow! Nice. And in this image, he's got a George Ledoux bobblehead bouncing off the desk. I and saw it that. Is, yeah, <laughs> it, Freaking it's awesome. awesome. Oh, that is so classic. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, I just found out from him that he is going to do a, another image of Duncan Fisher that is older and has some war damage. So Older, wiser. And Laura. Hi, this is Laura, also known as BB Wolf. My shout-out tonight is to Strunk and White's The Elements of Style. Are you worried that your argument on the forums is going to be undercut by grammatical errors and just plain poor style? The Elements of Style is the book for you. Alternatively, to Severus X, who is skipping work today to play video games. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Don't really know what to say to that, Laura. What video yes. games? Oh, he's playing Halo 4. Ooh. Ooh. All right, guys, I'd like to say welcome to our live studio audience and, of course, to all of our new listeners out there, whether you're riding on your bike, going to work, at work, and just trying to drown out the boring drab in the background. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed tonight's show. And that being said, shows. Yes, shows. You want them? We're delivering them. Ooh, what's that? Comic strip as well? We're doing a minimum six podcasts a month along with four comic strips. That's minimum because some months have more. To do this, we need your support. So we ask you, if you have the ability, to go to right now, go to the donations page, click on a reoccurring donation, five to ten bucks, or a dollar if that's all you have, and set that up. And we even have a link for you right now to help you on your way. That's right. This is uh, give, give Big Bird a job. This is his backup. It is time for the No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reported in 3049. And now for the news. Hello, everybody. This is Duncan Fisher. Traditions. I tell you, gents, here in the Eridani Light Horse, we are crazy about traditions. When things become nasty and other guys whine, oh, we don't know what we should do. Our traditions become the answer for any scenario. Traditions to drop mechs from the skies right on our enemies' heads. To clear the skies with ASF wings. To crush any defense with artillery. Traditions to flank and to launch all-out assaults. Traditions for any kind of attack or retreat. Traditions to fight in any environment you can imagine. And our main tradition, a tradition to win. Eridani Light Horse. Victory became our tradition. So a little episode news. Um, our numbers are increasing very quickly lately. Just to let you know, episode 49, which happened a couple weeks ago, is already at over 300,000 downloads. I think it's like 330 or something like that. And we're at well over, and in fact, this may be even an old statistic, but well over a million downloads a month. I think we're closer to what, like a million and a half now or something, Phil? Yeah, and it's just getting bigger and bigger. So again, your ad space, it's being heard by a lot of people. <laughs> That is true. And speaking of donations, if you don't feel like donating or can't donate, but you feel like contributing to the podcast, uh, if you're buying something at Amazon.com, which I know a lot of you do, if you buy anything at Amazon.com, even the smallest item, please click through our banner on our website. It will add nothing to the charge of uh, your purchasing the item, but it will kick back a small contribution to our podcast. And like we said, every little bit helps. Are you looking for more members for your Battletech or Mech Warrior unit? 
For your own unit sponsorship or recruitment ad, go to the donation page on our website at nogutsnogalaxy.net. Make a unit sponsorship donation of $20, and your ad will be included in the first slot in the show that is available. Also, don't forget, our unit directory is online. Go ahead and get listed now. Lots of units in there. Apparently, unit, cockpit, and there's one other word that's part of the drinking game now. I need to look that up. So we've added words like we don't say unit enough. I mean, are, do we just have like some total lushes listening to the show or what? I told you it's like the Pulp Fiction game, drinking game. You are done in 15 minutes. No unit. kidding. Banana. <laughs> are you part of a unit participating in the upcoming Mech Warrior Online, Mech Warrior Living Legends, Mech Warrior Four, Mega Mech, or any other BattleTech or Mech Warrior related group? If so, reserve your spot on the No Guts No Galaxy Outreach Team Speak Three server today. Server information is located on our website. Once you've logged in, contact Phil, Sean Lang, to this get guy. you set up. That guy. Me. And we've had finally a little change in the international listener list. Uh, sticking at number five is Finland. They're not moving anywhere, but they're holding strong. Down one to number four is Germany. No! Oh, sorry. Yeah. And a new entry at number three, Sweden. And the kings that were at number one for like, I don't know, a month or more? Australia. Bumped down to number two by who? Canada. Oh, my God. This is all snap. Uh-oh. We need to we need to get this like flame wars going again between these two groups. Indeed, Canada, and Australia. Australia. You gonna let the maple leaf drown out your shouting? That, that's right. Get your friends, your family, everybody to listen to the podcast. Get Canada back to number two. Australia to number one. I don't I mean, know. Canada totally need to build that thousand foot wall across the Canadian border. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Canada. Uh, you gonna let the dungarees do that to you? Really? We have cloning projects in the works. We love you, Canada and Australia. We do. So the latest com- uh, comic had quite a bit of uh, notice and excitement around it. Um, this is actually, I would say it's my favorite one. Uh, I showed it to Randall Bills uh, prior to last week's show, and he... Um, <laughs> he what did the Bills think? It. He thought it was hilarious, because it's not only is it a pun on like so many levels, it's just... <laughs> It's so appropriate for a Battletech comic. I mean, it's like... Anyways, again, uh, Rudy, great stuff. Uh, Amazing think, work, Rudy, short painter. Is that a title on the comic? Mm-hmm. We did mention that last week, but yes, our comic strip is now titled Critical Hits. Very awesome. Thank you, all supporters for MechNuts. We will come back with a resolution. All two. <laughs> it Mech was Phil Nuts and rise again. Phil's mom. Oh, you guys could have called it Nuts and Bots. Ooh. They didn't want any of it, David. I actually really like that. Where were you when we were looking for names? I know. Community Spotlight. If you have a Community Spotlight, send your submission to spotlight at nogutsnogalaxy.net. This week, we have an Urban Mech video. Who who wants to fill us in on that? (laughs) First off, all right, someone actually showed me this. It is hilarious. It is a comic strip that was done about an urban mech um, a while ago. I don't know who originally did it, but, you know, it plays on the whole, oh, look, it's an urban mech. Um, <laughs> this this is an animated version now. And it is, this is for you, George. This is awesome. So if you haven't watched it, go watch it real quick, and uh, we'll go ahead and give you time to do that. 
Yeah, it was posted by Plague of Gripes on YouTube. No idea if that person had anything to do with it or not. But uh, anyway, thank you for posting it and making it available for us all to enjoy. Yeah, they absolutely did a great job on that. I was really impressed. I mean, you know, voices and music and everything, really good. Yeah, it was pretty funny. We have a new local game to announce. Uh, No more Lafayette, blah, blah, blah. I can't get that one out. New game is... The Table's Edge Comics and Games, that's where it takes place, on Georgia Street, Suite 131 in Amarillo, Texas, Wednesday evenings and weekends, and it's open to vets and those wanting to learn how to play. If you're interested, contact Brandon at Azrael at SuddenLink.net. Contact info will be in the show notes. Are you playing a tabletop game in your area and looking for more players, or do you want to start one? If so, we'd love to announce it for you for free. Email us at localgames at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your info. And don't forget to send us your pictures. Pics or it didn't happen. Well, I do love pics, and we're about to talk about one. But first, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting TeamSpeak 3 equipment, software prizes, and other projects it's not software prizes it's software and prizes uh check out our donations page which includes recurring donations unit sponsorships george ledoux recorded messages and ads and of course our t-shirts now speaking of the photo and t-shirts we got an awesome picture from okay i want to get his name right because i don't want to make it sound like a andreas jacobson okay so that's as close as we're going to get anyway andreas Thank you so much for supporting the show and buying the t-shirt and fucking awesome picture, man. Thank you for sending that in. Yeah, we'll actually get that linked any second. Um, Boo should be doing that. Get to work, Who's busy? No excuses. Uh, Busy, busy, boo. With that, too, again, we can't, um, you know, stress enough. If you guys uh, love this show as much as we think you you do and, uh, you know, nothing but positive feedback, again, if you can help support the show, uh, donate, set up a reoccurring donation, and uh, oh, speaking help us of that, in Teamspeak three, we are considering upgrading our server to a four hundred or more person server. Um, so this takes more money and um, some more cost to us. We need your support more than ever. And that's the news, Phil. All right, guys. Tonight we actually have two guests. We're going to focus on one right now, and the other one's going to give you some information later. But specifically, I want to welcome David White, a.k.a. Mechazone. Thank you for being <laughs> hey, here. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Welcome, man. Now, I'm a longtime fan of you, and I don't know if you realize this, but I've been following you on DeviantArt for actually some time. Um, I just He's actually- totally aware. Is he? Well, no, I don't go by this alias on DeviantArt, actually. <laughs> no, so I didn't, wanna... didn't know. Yes, I've, I've been watching you through the window. I mean, um, on DeviantArt. All right, first off, um, we're going to get into it, but basically I want to say you're awesome. And uh, yeah, moving on to the questions. <laughs> I, um... I want to say also that, well, I'm, I haven't been a longtime fan of you because I don't know you at all. I have been a longtime fan of your artwork and an especially loving the uh, recent Thunderbolt sketch. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, the Thunderbolt... That is an ugly beast, so I'm glad somebody likes it. Indeed. I was going to say, there's so many ugly mechs originally that, you know, having your love and, you know, all the other artists out there, like, you know, Short Painter and Flying Debris and uh, Anthony Shimmered Sword, is so nice. You all give us a reason to get up in the morning. Without you, we don't know what we'd do. It's like a 
nice breeze of fresh air compared to whatever these atrocities are. All right, so for those who don't know you, you're David A. White. You did the MechWarrior 4 Mercenaries and Black Knight concepts for the mechs. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, Eddie Smith did them for Vengeance, so I sort of picked up after his work, and he sort of redefined the whole style to be more utilitarian and militaristic, so I owe him a big credit for that. Okay, so first off, you've been drawing for years, I'm sure, since you were like a wee little kid and all that. It's the same story to each artist I hear. You know, it's just natural gift, whatever. I can't draw anything good, even close to you. When did you see that art was actually going to be your career? Like, how did that go about? Was it too long ago? You know, how did, how does someone decide, wow, I can do this for a living? Uh, well, basically, uh, I'm not any good at sports and uh, I don't really care about anything. Maybe botany I like, and, but art was the only thing as far back as I can remember because one, I was, was actually good at it. And um, two, I have like this imagination that just will not shut off. So if I don't get it out on the paper, I'll probably go completely insane. So it's uh, sort of sanity therapy as well as a job. I love that answer. Don't care about sports. I uh, know I'm, I'm six, three and I suck at every sport I've ever played. <laughs> well, you're doing pretty well in the sport of life, my friend. All right. So that being said, um, it is your career. You do do this for a living. And we even have your website, which we'll be linking in a while for those who are interested in checking you out. Not only do you have DeviantArt, you have your own website. But how did you get involved as far as, you know, Battletech and MechWarrior? Was MechWarrior 4, you know, Mercenaries your first sort of you know, uh, intro to it, or did you already do mecha artwork before that? You know, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, well, MechWarrior 4 was my first official introduction to the franchise, but I've been drawing robots since the early 80s, since I started watching the old Go Nagai cartoons on Showtime, the uh, Force 5 series with Grandizer nice. and, and Getter Dragon. That's what really hold, hold got on, me into the David, robot. how old are you? I'm 39. David, I'm liking you more and more every minute. I can't make fun of David for that. This silence. Everybody's like, is he (laughs) old? I don't know. I'm older than you. Dave, I'm still older than all these turds. Yeah, and George is our grandpa, so. Add it together. Grandpa turd, you lucky guy. What a great great nickname to have. Yeah, that's (laughs) me. (laughs) I hate you, Dave. That's right. But, you know, I, um, I caught on with Battletech. When it first came out, I went to my local hobby shop and I was in the model trains at the time and I saw this tube of blueprints and some little like one and 144 scale model kits and uh, the first TRO. And I was like, wow, what's that? You know, it just instantly resonated with me. So I still have all of that stuff. So I'm looking at the box. You spoke specifically and sort of reverently of the TRO artwork. What do you think happens in our minds when we're young? We see this basically shitty artwork to a point. Like, when does it flip over and you're like, oh, I really actually really need to redo those? Like, you even mentioned it yourself. Well, a well lot sure. Of it's an eyesore. Well, think about the first time you see a movie. You know, it's all fresh, it's all new. You're not catching all the details. So it, it's really entertaining. But by this time you see it five times, you know, it's kind of boring, right? Everything in life is that way, as far as I'm concerned. When it's new, it's exciting and fresh, and you haven't overanalyzed it. Um, as an artist, you have to keep raising the bar all the time or you'll just never get better you know so i think all of life is like that you see something then you raise your expectations based on that 
Uh, yeah, it's kind of like the first time I saw uh, Star Wars Episode Four. I did not see the stormtrooper bump his head on the doorway when he went through the uh, through the doorway. But then, you know, upon watching it a hundred times, you start seeing that stuff. Do you remember seeing the original TRO artwork and feeling like a sense of awe? And and did it inspire you to do more uh, mecha drawings? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a drawing that was in the local newspaper when I was 14, and it was very much sort of a battle master riff. And I recently redesigned that again. I called it um, the Death Squad Mech, and I posted it on my Facebook page. But it has sort of a classic battle master feel to it, and it goes right back to that original inspiration. Okay, so that being said, now I'm going to put you on the spot, and you got to answer this truthfully. What is your favorite mech? George Lido. <laughs> the George <laughs> Mech. I'm not a mech, you son of a <clears throat> Isn't that isn't that the great turtle? I was gonna say, yes, he's old and he's been handed down generation generation, oh, but he's not. Dave, he's all nasty. Oh that's um, Jesus. Dave. Well, you know, I think the Battlemaster was sort of my, my classic favorite nowadays. Good man. I, I'm gonna get really <laughs> self indulgent and say that I love the, the Omega, even though I designed it. I just like I like ultra badass, super heavy big weapons in your face gonna crush you kind of mechs and so i poured all of that into that design and i'm really happy with that one the they don't even know what to game. say to that dude no the thing is they're just complete the blankets. thing is like it reminds me i of wouldn't like want to be facing behemoth. one on the yeah it does remind me of a on crack <laughs> yes yeah I mean, the, the behemoth was definitely on the list of inspirations when they they gave me the the order to do it but they gave it to me because they know i like to do the heavy stuff and if they ever put that in a game like MechWarrior Online or something, I hope they put a little flattened version of me on the bottom of the foot like it just stepped on me. That would be the, <laughs> nice. the greatest homage they could do, just me crushed by that. So what are the weapons there on that uh, Omega? Uh, they're big. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I was going to say, it's 150 tons. That's a, that's a bigger mech than... Holy one. shit. Yeah, you know, I drew that like two years ago. I don't even remember what the loadout is on that. Uh, awesome yeah it's i think in fact it is carrying an awesome on it it shoots an awesome out of it every single round that's how that's right (laughs) it it should just have a little sling on its shoulder and just launches see carcasses right it's funny Mm -hmm. that you know that caters you like big stuff i'm on the complete opposite end i'd rather be in a medium mech every single day of the week or a heavy clan mech so um mine's, mine's purely aesthetics i don't actually play that much so to me, it's just looks. So that's say. your favorite mech that you've uh, worked on. Um, what would you say, out of all the mechs that you're aware of in the Battletech universe, is the one that needs uh, your particular love the most right now? Which one needs to be redone by you? Uh, I had this great idea for an urban mech when we were doing Mech yes. Warrior 4, yes. and nobody would let me do it. And it was basically, what if you took a mech and you put it sort of in riot gear? Yes! Like, it, but they just wouldn't <laughs> let me do it, so I would love to make that idea come true someday you just you need mech clothing line i was gonna say you just made garth and george like just in their pants oh man it's like can you imagine if like it was the swat tv show remember the old swat tv show exactly you would have like one of those clear shields in front of it to deflect you know tomatoes that people like boo you're ugly oh yeah all I can think of is george doesn't even need viagra right now i know all i can think of is the cops you know like 
you know, that theme song, you know, bad boys, bad boys, you know, all of a sudden here comes an urban mech. <laughs> well, then I have to design a redneck mech for it to chase around. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Basically uh, a pig, right. right? I like Dave. I always did. Me too. George, right. stop touching me. <laughs> so do you use regular uh, media for your art or do you use a tablet? You know, are you a digital, you know, what do you normally do? Uh, yes, yes, and yes. I do my sketches with a tablet on Photoshop, and that's because I can rescale things and move things around easily because proportions don't always come out right. And then I actually print it on the paper really lightly and use pens to ink it up traditionally and then scan it back in. So all of my line art is by hand. I use a lot of templates, ellipse templates and uh, bendable curve, all that kind of stuff to get it really like as crisp and perfect as I can. Do you ever use like charcoal or oil paints? No, dude, I am so anal. It has to be <laughs> clean and crisp. And dude, he's paint. not. Dude, he's not painting on caves in France. Come on. <laughs> I know. I'm just Lots saying. Lots of things can be accomplished. So I've seen his George studio. wanted a body painting of being an urban mech. Would you consider it? I think he like... needs to get a full body tattoo of an urban mech. <laughs> Wouldn't it just be an urban mech with like a goatee? And that would kind of be. Yes, George. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, Dave. Don't ever right, ask for so, a ride again. You know, Dave, obviously we've got a, a lot more of a show here, and we want you to stick around if you can, if you got to go, no problem. But we wanted to also link your website for those out there. He does have a store. You can buy his items, help support him. Obviously, give him a follow on uh, DeviantArt. I always do, so I always see when he comes out with the new stuff. And, of course, he's on Facebook as well. Um, if someone wants to find you on Facebook, do they just uh, search for your name, David White, or Mechazone? No, go for Mechazone, or you can go to mechazone.com, and at the bottom there are links to all of my social media things. And uh, I just want to plug my store because I actually gave you guys a coupon. It's awesome. if you go to my store, it's twenty percent off anything, and you just put in guts G U T S all capitals when you when you go to checkout, and you're good to go. Right. So there That's... you heard it live, guys. Yep, go to his website, uh, mechazone.com. If you buy anything, enter GUTS, all capitals, and get 20% off. Thank you, David. That is very cool. Yeah, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. And believe me, guys, I have two of David's books that are totally awesome. One was uh, called Mechazone 1.5. The other one is Mechazone 2, The Art of David A. White. And they are really great. Even my wife, who does not know anything about Battletech, thought, wow, these are really great pictures. So there you go. Gosh, thanks. Very cool. Let's support him, guys. Get out there. Buy some of his artwork. Again, David, thank you for being on the show. And again, we will keep up some collaboration back and forth and uh, you know, uh, see what uh, you're doing in the near future and have you on again. Cool. I'll be here for the rest of the show. Awesome, guys. We're moving on to Mech of the Week. Your vote, your choice. And now, this week's Mech of the Week. We are Clan Wolf, children of Kerensky. We carry the honor of his name on our shoulders as our fathers did before him. The remembrance speaks to us of the evil in man's will, of the reasons for exodus, and the rights of the traveler. Arcadia is our destiny and our right. Enlightenment is our gift. By the blood names of our founders, we must return and protect that which is unique among the stars. 
terror awaits us as it was written. We are the last of the mortals, the sole hope for the earth. Glamwolf.org. We had 42 responses for this mech of the week. I would just Which want to say. Which is kind of ironic considering the mech we were just talking about with David. Yes, uh, 42 responses. I think we can get even more. So if you're in the live studio audience or you're listening, you can just register at our website. There's, It's easy. Just do it really quick, and you can uh, post a comment, and that's how we do the Mech of the Week, um, and as well as the community questions. Do it. It's really simple. It saves your passwords. All you have to do is just go to the website each time. You don't have to log in. It, it saves that unless you wipe it clean. But anyways, the Thunderbolt. You guys voted. Actually, there was a... Or some heated going back and forth as far as I didn't know which one it was going to be, but this What was one, the other contender? I don't know. Go look. Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one was on there. There you go. So, okay, the Thunderbolt. Biting the my reason tongue. this pops in my mind is uh, obviously the early, uh, the, the early novels. I have used it in the tabletop specifically. Um, one of the things it was always known for was its large laser which I've always thought it was sort of funny that in the novels it's sort of like this feared mech to go up against because it's so um, you know devastating with its large laser um, but it is just a large laser it's nothing special in the battle tech uh, as far as the board game but well the, de- the, the Thunderbolt is I, I think the reason why um, <clears throat> in the lore it's feared or whatever is because the Thunderbolt's one of the older mechs it's one of the unseen uh, it's somewhat iconic and so yeah going up against the, the later mechs it's not a big deal but uh, it was pretty fearsome in its day I believe well I think in the novels it was sort of represented by obviously different models uh, variants as far as weapons themselves so you know you had your cheap ass stuff and you had your really expensive stuff and this particular Thunderbolt had like one of those like Luxor you know Uber blah 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 and it would wreck your day you know sort of thing so obviously that's hard to translate over into the tabletop but some information for you guys. It is a heavy mech, um, 65 tons. It goes 64 kph, so about average speed for a you know heavy. Um, it's got a ton of weaponry though, and this is where it really shines. Um, a large laser, an LRM-15, so there's all of your long-range hitting power. Three medium lasers, an SRM-2, and two machine guns. So even if infantry came at it, it was like you mad, bro. He would just. This is one of my, um, actually one of my favorite mechs. I love the Thunderbolt. As you, you always know. die in it, though. Yeah, I do. I mean, it, it really is a hard mech to play. It's it's pretty, it takes some skill, so maybe that's why I always die in it. But it has I, a, a very... I did want to correct someone real quick. We, we mm-hmm. have a live studio audience member um, saying two machine guns, so it's wasted tons. That could have been a flamer. Actually, you're incorrect. In the tabletop, machine guns are very effective. Very effective against, against infantry. Anti- yes. Oh my god. In yeah. fact, we get, we get a, not against other mechs. So. Right. But so it just depends on the the situation and what weapons are called for. But what I really like about the Thunderbolt and mechs that are similar to it is that it's got uh, varied weaponry. So it's always got a you know a tool for the job, and I like that rather than going out with you know four large lasers or whatever. You have an arsenal here to to figure out what you need. And I have used the Thunderbolt quite a lot in both the tabletop and mega mech. In fact, um, our recent campaign, I was in a Thunderbolt playing uh, Micah Jade and, and her little lance that she was going out in or whatever. Um, fun mech. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I didn't really uh, do well in it, but it was it was fun nonetheless. Because you're like, Leroy Jenkins, and we're like, oh, shit. 
Nah, it's just trying to save you guys all from dying and got killed myself, but... Whatever. Alright, that being said, uh, obviously half its weaponry isn't relying on ammo, yeah, so that's always a good, good positive thing. You know, if it's an extended battle, um, you know, still got pretty much half its weapons, you know, ready to go. So it is hot, though. You know, it doesn't have as many heat sinks as, you know, you'd like to have. So I know shutting down is an issue if you, uh, you don't watch out for it. And finally, one little tidbit of information. It did start off production as an assault mech was later turned into a heavy mech. And an unknown number have survived past Star League. Uh, I have one, so we know that there's at least one. <laughs> are they in hiding or something? Guess so. So, David, I was going to say, you, you just recently redesigned this one. Yeah. Um, for TRO, no. Prototypes? Yeah, for prototypes. What did you think of the original artwork of the Thunderbolt? The, the unseen? Oh, oh, I loved it. I had one of those Robotech models of it, and um, I think I kitbashed it into something else with some of my G.I. Joe parts, but I really I liked it. It was simple. It was sort of like, you know, bare bones, nothing but ass kicking going on. Indeed. I think it was actually Dugram, but uh, yeah, same same idea with the Unseen. Oh yeah, it was Combat Armor Dugram, but there was a Robotech model line released with that in it. I did not know that. I wish I did. Now I do. You're old. How do you not know that? No, See, know. Dave is a font of knowledge. You guys the reason why have had him on a long time ago. My hard drive has a limit, and so once new information goes in, old information gets shoved out. Ah, uh, I see. It's that old design. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Your yeah, see, hard drive, drive has a limit? My my gray matter hard drive. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey. We're going to be moving on to the next guest, Paul. Uh, welcome, Paul. Our first off, for those who don't know you, Paul is uh, from Piranha Games, and he's the lead game designer at Piranha Games. Welcome, Paul. He is the Paul. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on board. It's great to be here. I've been listening to your guys' podcast for a long time, and I've been lur- lurking in your audience for a while, too. So it's great to be here for, I don't know, live interaction with your crowd today. Live banter, less lurking. I was going to say, you, you're, uh, I would say, referred to a lot by uh, Sir Troll Paul or Sir Troll a lot, but um, we've actually talked with you quite a bit, and we know you're very professional when it actually comes down to it. Um, and we want to say thank you for being on the show and you're going to answer, you know, and give some feedback today that, you know, a lot of people are, uh, I would say, concerned about. Well, I'd like to say even his trolling is professional. A tr- professional troll. That's actually sort of funny. I've actually mentioned <laughs> in the forums before that I actually went to school for it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, OK, what do you do at Piranha Games? Being the lead game designer, what does that mean? Well, I help Brian oversee the entire game direction in terms of uh, the design, the subsystems that make up the game. Um, Brian will come up with a grand scheme idea, and then I break those ideas up into subsystems, flesh those out, and just detail them out for the artists and the programmers to start working on the features themselves. I was going to say, someone in the live studio audience basically says, uh, the coolest job in the world. Is that pretty much sum it up? It is, and at times it's very stressful, it's very trying, but at the same time, when you see the final product at the end of the day, you can't help but feel like, wow, this is really fun. So design does not refer to just aesthetics, right? You're talking about the gameplay and everything falls under design, correct? That is correct. Um, I feed back into just about every aspect of the game, including art, audio, um, physics, everything. One of my tasks 
unfortunately, is to play the game quite often. So, yeah, that's a pretty rough job description there. But um, as I do that, I'm always watching the game, seeing how it's playing out. Um, I check in on the forums, see how everybody's flipping their shit, so they say. And I just feed back on that. And then we just start breaking down the problems and we start addressing them one at a time. I was going to say, Ross brought up a good point last week, and he said, you know, he plays a lot, but he doesn't play like what we play. He's basically saying he's always analyzing, always looking at things like, oh, that needs to be fixed, or oh, look at that. Or is that how your experience is? It's like you can't even really enjoy it per se because of all of uh, the little details and nitpicks. I'm sure you're like, hmm, I don't like that, or oh, that needs to be better. Well, I listened to that part of the podcast last week when you had Russ on, and he kind of touched on the fact that almost everybody in the industry starts losing their, I don't know, hardcore determination of like playing a game just for sheer enjoyment, because now you're spending a lot of time just learning the systems, learning how things are working, uh, what new features are being brought in, is this something revolutionary to the industry, or is it something that's just really working well? Could it work for us? That type of thing. And it's something that a lot of uh, industry veterans pick up on. Like myself, I've been in the industry for 15 years now. And I play a game for probably about 20 minutes tops, and then it goes on the shelf. So basically, you guys, as uh, game industry employees, are sacrificing your enjoyment of games for all of us out here so that we can play the games and enjoy them. And then when you make maybe... I don't know, have small issues or whatever, we string you up for it. So pretty unfair. Well, I think it's, uh, I think what he's hinting to is the industry in general, you have to find ways to keep that love and desire to play the spark. games. And you, have, you have to have a balance between it's like a know, romance love for making games, playing games, but then at the end of the day, it's your job. So, you know, that sort of comes through. Yeah. And uh, there's games out there that will spark that. Um, interest once again and like recently I could say that the game Limbo on Steam was one of the greatest games that I've played for a long time it just brought back the whole 2D aspect, it brought back the puzzle solving it brought back the platforming right? And it's a great game by the way yeah it was just something that blew me away and it was just refreshing it reminded me so much of what gaming used to be I was going to say we also have Garth here, Garth I mean you're sort of a Hello. common week to week so you don't get an introduction um, today. I'm not special. I'm sorry, Paul's here. He said to say that, by the way. <laughs> now get back to work. No, actually, uh, Garth, uh, your guys' uh, week has been pretty interesting, and it's only three days in. Uh, and I'm going to ask both of you, you know, and both of you can pipe in here. The patch. The patch. Um, I literally the patch. had people log in on TS3 on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern poke me open up a conversation and go is it delayed is it not coming i don't think it's coming oh gosh it's just like freaking out i was like holy shit dude vaporware all over again unplug your computer go camping burn some fire or something so it came out well what are your guys's impressions what has been the community sort of response um and you guys get the overall picture so can you fill us in on that either garth or paul people love the lrms i know that <laughs> that's all i got in private messages on the back channels is that lrms are exactly where they should be actually i believe we're buffing them and here we go out here paul well 
we were going to buff them, but we had to uh, delay that because our actual next patch is where we're adding the two new ballistic hard points to the K2. <laughs> QQ in three, two, one. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking, too. I think, I think half of our audience just had a brain aneurysm, and uh, they just had issues. So, I mean, in general, um, let's see. I've been playing the hell out of it. I'm thoroughly enjoying the patch. I know uh, Rudy and Short Painter, or I should say Short Painter. Uh, Rudy and Short Painter. I know, it's two people, right? Uh, Brandon, we've all been playing. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the patch? I mean, performance-wise, are you enjoying it? Performance-wise, I've been seeing it become a lot better than previous weeks. Frame rates are stabilizing and stuff like that. I have only been playing in order to shoot some video uh, for recording, but every time I've gone in, it's been totally smooth. Uh, I've had really good matches, even though my teammates would say maybe because I was focusing a little bit too much on what I was doing other than playing. Um, might complain about my playing, but it's been great. I mean, I haven't noticed any problems, um, and I and, haven't and we'll been talk. destroyed by LRMs. We'll, we'll talk specifically about the patch later. I just wanted to get your own thoughts on that, Paul, is, you know, um, how difficult is it to come out with a patch and all that hard work and then just people just, like, tear it apart, even though it did add something? Is it one of those things where you just have to take it with a grain of salt? You know, like, how does that... Okay, I'm going to get old and philosophical on you here. Um, I met a filmmaker one time that said... Uh, filmmaking is very similar to what I'm doing in the games industry is that we're telling a story and when you have something that interrupts that story it draws a person out of that um, immersion right so you're looking at things like uh, the recent patch where a lot of stuff did improve quite drastically like you guys were saying the performance is there uh, the actual graphical look has been improved the um, amount of film grain example for example has been reduced net uh, codes approved yes there has been improvement to the hitbox and all that collision stuff but at the same time uh there's the whole lrm issue now that's something that i sat awake last night until about 3 a.m trying to figure out what was going on and how we we're going to fix it and today we spent all day, day that's Dave Bradley and myself, just hammering away at this and trying to figure out what went wrong. We figured out what, what the issue is. We brought Thomas, the programmer, into the equation, and we have a big fix. We're actually going to be hot patching that very soon, and it will go back to the way it was where you could take cover from LRMs, and LRMs just won't be hammering down on top of your head. And I mean, from the game development side of things, you guys have an in-house uh, testing and QA and stuff like that. But really, you, you only have X amount of QAers, right? So, I mean, really, the right now in beta testing, when you release it to thousands of players, that's where you're going to actually get the, the full level of something being implemented, right? So, I mean, you're having to put it out here before you can actually get a realistic, uh, you know, I guess, feedback. Is that... That's correct. Um, like, for example, with this LRM issue, like it was overlooked because of the fact that we spent so much time trying to track down the black screen issue that was coming up in the current uh, game that's live. And while we were doing that, um, this whole LRM issue kind of just got glanced over. And it's not something that we'd normally do. It's just that there is so much intensity put onto the black screen because that's preventing people from entering the game that... It, Unfortunately, it did fall through. 
took a back seat, but I mean, I'd rather yep. have people playing and worrying about, oh, it's doing too much damage than, dude, I can't play. You know, I'd rather, because exactly. that, that can be fixed, you know, over the a hot fix or if you're going to do a patch, you know, next week or whatever. So, I mean, that's the way I look at it as a player. I'd rather play and, you know, so it is. But as far as, uh, you know, what can people expect as far as, uh, you know, um, upcoming stuff uh, is it one of those things are we going to expect a patch next week or in two weeks okay unlike Brian I am not going to give firm dates but I can tell you there is a new game mode coming out here pretty damn quick um, there is also a what was it oh great now I just drew a blank <laughs> sorry well you speak of game mode i know we were talking about this now does this revolve around competitiveness the competitive side uh the players they're sort of frustrated and i can definitely understand first off you guys are developing a game it's not done yet and the competitive side hasn't even been you guys didn't even de- design it for that yet right i mean so that is correct it sort of puts them in an, a weird spot because they're trying to you know find workarounds and fixes and stuff does this new game mode sort of cater towards that uh, the game mode caters towards a lot more team play, so once again, it's going to require a lot of team coordination. But at the same time, uh, to touch on the whole competitive gameplay thing, is that we do have that firmly in mind that we want to be addressing the needs of competitive play. Um, that will be coming down the line. The big, big thing is that it's mostly rolled into what we call community warfare, where we're going to have all these people playing in the Merc Corps, we're going to have people playing in faction groups, uh, even the Lone Wolves will be able to group together and start uh, playing on competitive matches, competitive tournaments, uh, who knows, the whole eSport thing. We are very, very aware of what the potential is there, and it's just a matter of us realizing it, and there's also the matter of how much time we have to get all this stuff done. We're trying to push this stuff through as quickly as possible. And then sort of like what we've done with the four-player group maximum. This is a very temporary thing. The eight-player thing is coming up very quickly. And even very quickly after that, we're going to have the whole skill-based matchmaker. I was going to say, it must be a freaking mind-blower to, you know, your whole community is like, oh, we want more, we want it now, you know, as quick as possible. And you guys are like, okay, you know, let's do it. But in doing so, you know, you may say, oh, well, we need more time. And then the community is like, oh, you know, you promised. And you're like, well, do you want quality or do you want shit? You know, it's like what you want here. Um, so anyways, it's good to know that you guys are pushing. I know a lot of uh, unit leaders I've talked to over the past week and actually a few days, you know, they've most of them have been positive about the groups and groups of four and you know i've actually really enjoyed it it's been interesting seeing how the game sort of changed as far as the plane and i'm sure you guys on your uh your back end you guys get all the data right you can see how many groups are dropping when you run into groups how often you know all that right i mean you guys put a ship in forest colony where no one used to go out in the water because of that it, you know you'll be able to see that data and make those changes Yes, we have heat maps. We have basically everything that happens in a match coming to us on the live stream. We are utilizing that data to help us drive, which is the higher priority stuff in terms of like um, map balancing, uh, movement of um, combat. But right now, yeah, sorry, I just kind of lost my train. I thought I have two people here talking right beside me. So. Oh, who, who are those people? Is that Brian? One of them. 
Tell Brian. The other, the other one's a later. janitor. <laughs> um, okay, so Garth, uh, community, the response. What has been the general impressions? I mean, have you? Is there more trolling? Is there more negativity? Is it more positive? What do you do? You see any change on the forums as far as are people getting the bigger picture? And out of the the ones that are responding on the forums, are more people playing? I mean, obviously, uh, the, I think I see more and more people day streaming into mwo so there's a lot more people playing what's interesting is people keep saying the forums are more hostile or this kind of thing but i think what hap what's happening currently is we have you know a huge influx of players a bunch of them complain and it seems like wow everyone's complaining but if you actually look at the list it's not nearly that bad and a lot of the threads are full of people saying no you're wrong so i think there's when you look at the titles, yeah, it might seem like there's a lot of complaining, but if you read the comments, you're like, wow, okay, a lot of people actually get this. Awesome. Down with the negative. Enough of that shit. Yeah, I said it. Oh, hell, not this again. You know I'm with you on that. All right, I know, Garth, you're going to have to go in a few minutes, and then, Paul, you guys are about at the end of your workday, so I just want to say thank you for being on the show, and if there's anything... Uh, before you guys leave that you want to just hint on or talk about or any uh, treats? Is there anything, Paul, that you want to throw out there to uh, everyone listening? Uh, you want to come back to me on that? and I'll just take a look at my list. All right. <laughs> and Garth? I'd like to say that uh, in-game I am accepting any invites for groups. I've been doing that a lot recently because I've had a lot of PMs about it, and I had Jesus, 45 PMs today. Um, if you see me online in-game, feel free to friend me, and if you want me in a group, just let me know and I will join it. Hey, uh, Garth, you, uh, just curious, do you have time for a few questions from the audience? I have five minutes or so, yeah. All right, Phil, let's go ahead and jump into that real quick so we can uh, get a few of their questions answered. Okay. So we're going to take some uh, live studio audience questions. Everybody X up if you have a question, and Boo will let us know who it is. I can see the first one is from Daychrist or Daychrist Bloodfang. Please unmute your mic and ask your question. Yes, I was wondering if there was any uh, chance of implementing like an intersphere map aspect with uh, planets that we could attack and thus gain benefits for controlling that planet as factions are concerned. That sounds a lot like clan warfare, doesn't it, Paul? Uh, that is exactly community warfare. Um, that's the whole faction play and the Mercorp gameplay that will be coming. Coming yeah. soon. Yes, it definitely will uh, be in there in, in some form or another. I just want to go on the record as that. I didn't say soon. I didn't. Did I say soon? I just meant in the future. Uh, certainly, I'm not putting any deadline or date, <laughs> but it's something that we're all waiting for and looking forward to. Uh, thank you for your question. Let's move on to the next one. Boo, who's next? Discord Dan Tone. And you can tell me how to correctly say your name. Go ahead and yeah, unmute. Everybody just calls me Disco. All right, Disco, what's your question? Alrighty, uh, um, this is uh, just uh, in my defense first. This is not a QQ. I just have a quick question. Um, okay, the uh, PPCs aren't being used quite as much because there really is no downside to the gauze. Uh, is there any plans uh, to either put a downside to the gauze rifle or to make the uh, cost-benefit analysis of using PPCs to be less? I think it's, it's an ongoing balance thing. We, well, we don't even have a we didn't even until recently even have double heat sinks itself so the heat system isn't even in place once that's all in place we can do a ton of weapon changes at once 
and that will help out a lot more balance wise right now changing things there's almost no point because then the next thing we add it throws it all off and we have to change it again so what you're going to see is larger changes in the future not too far off either i don't think and they will make bigger differences so things like ppcs i think will become a lot more viable Alrighty, thanks yeah i'll touch on that as well is that as garth was saying is that we are just finally bringing in the final few uh basically weapon affecting um equipment systems and once we do get all those in we are going to start doing like garth said very heavy weapon passes and we do know that the ppc could use a little bit of love here we do know that the gauss rifle you know what i'll tell you straight up it will get a nerf but not in the kind of ways that you're thinking it's not going to be heat nerf it's not going to be a damage nerf it's not going to be all that kind of stuff but you'll see it coming down the pipe soon um, it'll be along the lines of the fact of us taking a look at the AC-20, even the AC-20 as is, did deserve that heat drop, so we dropped it. Um, we are going to be doing some major weapon balancing sweeps here in the next probably week or week and a half. I was going to say, you guys need all of your equipment and weapons in the game before you can even do any tweaks, because then once you introduce, oh, hey, here's double heat sinks, totally negates all of the changes you just made, so why exactly. bother spending that time in it? Is it going to be that Gauss rifles from now on are only going to be uh, able to be rear-mounted weapons? That's right. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. No. Whoa. Actually, I think I mentioned this one time, is that the Gauss rifle will now be mounted vertically, straight pointing at your own head. <laughs> oh, I, just I thought you said gonna be Gauss rifle. It would fire pieces of gauze at people. Ooh, I like that. Non, non-violent uh, weapon, yeah. Last one. Let's take one more for the guys while they're here. Zero, zero. We'll just call you Zero. Zero, unmute your mic, ask away. Oh, uh, when is uh, DirectX 11 will be implemented? I'm sorry, uh, people were talking too much. He, ask he, your was question asking, again. he was asking about DirectX 11. Oh, DirectX. When will DirectX be implemented? Paul, do you want to front that? Sure. Um, you're going to have to ask Matt Craig that question. <laughs> <laughs> is it soon trademark? Uh to tell you the truth, I honestly don't know when that's coming. It is like on the plat roadmap, but I have no idea when the actual delivery date is. I guess I guess the question I would have in retort to Zero would be, would you rather the game and everything be functional inside and then they worry about making it looking prettier? Well, I think it's a it's a legit question. A lot of people are have been commenting and asking about it. Good question, Zero. Thank you for asking. Um, but as you can see, even the lead game designer doesn't know when it's coming out. So as soon as uh, they have more info, I'm sure we'll get it and we'll get it to you. Yeah, look into it for next week. Thanks. All right, guys. Garth, Paul, thank you for taking the time out of your day and obviously busy ass freaking schedules. Um, I would say go home, but it looks like you're going to be at the office for a while. So, yeah. Thank you guys for uh, taking the time and joining us. And of course, you're welcome to stick around as always. But if you got uh, work to do, then that is fun. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been great again. Thanks, Garth. Yep. Nice. To have it's always great having you guys being part of our community. So anything we can do to help you guys out, just let me know. Um, and I can stick around for a bit, but I won't be answering too many questions as I'm doing about four other spreadsheets right now. So <laughs> Understood, sir. Brian's giving you the evil eye. That too. Stinky. Just one? <laughs> evil eyes. All right, guys, we're going to be Brian only on. has one eye. <laughs> we're 
pirate. Oh, it's my. pirate day. We're going to be moving on to community questions. Now, uh, disclaimer, we can't ask every question, and some of your questions were actually answered via stuff that we're going to be covering. So, yeah, keep that in mind if we didn't have your question. Maybe it's because it's answered already. We've got Mad Dog, and he asks, is PGI planning on offering support for player-run community events? And I actually have an answer for this, and that answer is yes. Uh, You've also um, trial by fire hosted and or i should say being worked on by conrad he's actually in the live studio audience this guy is taking a ton of time to organize trial by fire it's a trial mech only uh tournament and if you go to the forums and uh general discussion it's actually been pinned by the devs so not only are they doing that they're facilitating it in a great location so everyone can see it so yes they are actually doing that and i know um, once I'm sure community warfare goes live, there'll be other stuff like people come up with and I'm sure they'll bend over backwards to try to get it because ultimately it's about give them your money. And of course they're going to help out because that's what they are. They're a business. They have to make money because if we want to see cool shit in the future, got to support them. That's just what it is. Eh. Kind of goes with us as well. Yes. All right. We got Tuku. Uh, I think I pronounced that right. Tuku. Yeah. That- Tuku, if you're listening and I just murdered it, sorry. Could have a normal name. I think says, that's about as close as you're going to get. And, and <laughs> yeah. And he says, uh, what do you think that PGI will do to balance LRMs against everyone else? The one thing that comes to mind is PPCs. If I remember right, they can kill SRM, SSRM locks if more than one of them hit mechs simultaneously. Um, I think the LRM concern is, was addressed by uh, Paul uh, earlier. Um, I think that sort of resolves that issue, but I'm actually interested to see what kind of effects, area effects with the PPCs that hasn't really been touched on, you know, as far as I know in previous games, it'll, um, it's got this like negative, uh, electro, you know, feedback where it messes your HUD up. Um, I don't know about breaking locks. Um, I know, I know in MWLL, if you got narc, the only way to get rid of the narc was to PPC your buddy in the back. But he usually was asking for that because he was getting LRM to death. Um, so I'd hope that that's... I don't know if Paul, if he's listening, he can answer. But if not, it's uh, just speculation right now. What would you guys like to see for like weapon effects like the PPCs? Greg? Uh, personally, I'd like to see more sort of immersion effects like... Uh scrambling of the HUD or or causing it to flicker or have some sort of interference with your sensors because the particle projection cannon represents a fairly big electrostatic discharge and just like a gauze rifle if you get hit with it like I would expect my mech to be rocking back and forth and get knocked back on its heels especially if it was a lighter mech in the same way I'd expect the PPC to be causing crackling all over the place and make it difficult for me to see I would think that that would probably affect the uh, control mechanisms as well. I was going to say, LRMs bounce the shit out of people. You get AC2s, DACA, DACA, you know, they do it as well. Uh, I I just feel like PPCs need a... Like, you go to fire a PPC and the person just unloads after you just hit them with it. I mean, some type of effect would be really cool. And I'm sure... I think they they need some love. What do you think, George? Oh, oh. Nothing. I was just going to say some dumbass thing. Like, I was going to say, I think it should allow us to, you know, rub balloons on ourselves and stick them on the ceiling. I'd like to rub a commando on myself and stick it on an awesome. I was going to say, it is man-made lightning, if you didn't know about that. At least that's how it's always referred to in the novels. Yes, and then with that being said, I would 
probably like a bigger sound effect as well might add a little bit of that intimidation factor. Yes. How oh. about if we can make him fire confetti out of the cannon? That I was going to say, I just messed up, and apparently LRMs don't knock people around. We don't know if that's intentional or if that's just a temporary thing, but I did well, they know. Make, they make a lot of explosions in your face. Well, yeah, they used to bump the cockpit around. Uh, after this what about Shriek 2s? Are Shriek 2s still bouncing you around like freaking... I just got hit with some LRMs the other day. You feel pretty peppered at the time. It would, I think, bottom line, the PPCs need some love, and it would be nice to see some electrical effects in there to uh, make them a little bit more viable. But I'm sure they're thinking about all this stuff. And our next question is a Zomboid, and he's actually armed. Thank you for that question, Zomboid. I play with him all day. And he's a zombie. I want to kill him. Yes, and he's Australian zombie. All right, he says, when are collisions and falling over are going to be reintroduced and he's like i can't come soon enough i actually miss collisions i'm not gonna lie it was my primary way to get rid of an annoying light who you just couldn't hit but with the net code we've been tearing the shit out of commandos and jenners and cicadas so you know what hey bring on the uh knocking the lights over in fact i feel like it's a it's a check on them you know it's like one of those things where Hey, you want to go fast? Yeah, go fast. You're going to go fast without control and knowing where you're going without, you know, paying attention? You're going to run right into me. And I may not kill you, but my lance will. Hip check over the building. I would like to see there at least be a chance, though, of these light mechs when they do bowl into you, they knock the assault over. (laughs) And just keep on going. Like, they clip you at the knee. God, can you imagine the sound? I mean, it's like saying, I'm going to take my M1A1. I'm going to get it up to 45 kph, and I'm going to run right into, I don't know, another M1A. The sound would be horrendous. I mean, even in the novels, it talks about how just basically it's a last resort. Physical combat, especially ramming, hitting, it's just, it's vicious. So, meh, I don't know. Be glad you're alive when you're in a Jenner and you're going 140 kph and you're slamming into the back of an Atlas and falling over, in real life, you would have been soup. Human soup. You know, the sound could be deterrent enough if it was high-pitched and screeching enough. No exactly. One no one likes cleaning up human soup. It's not fun. Human soup? Cleaners do. They get paid no. a lot. No, they don't. Actually, well, there is a job of cleaning up, like, gross stuff like that they get paid a shit ton but it sounds like (laughs) yeah we are moving on to the questions from the live studio audience as far as community questions go we need more so send us your community questions either go to our facebook page or go to our website give us questions i know we need to get uh you know you guys all have questions for garth and and the devs that come on but uh we'd like to see more generalized community questions and it can be about uh, the tabletop or anything Battletech or MechWarrior related. But moving on to community uh, questions from the live studio audience, go ahead and X up and boo to your thing. Adam. That's our Adam. What's your question, Adam? Uh, I was wondering what was up with the random red squares on Forest Colony in the lake. Random red squares? It's I have not noticed. Yeah, I think there's one or two of them in the water. They look like the squares for the bases, and they just are randomly there. It's water oh. circles. It's like crop. Yeah. It's like that's, 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 that's alien fish. You just didn't know that because it's an alien creature, so you just you just didn't realize it. I would be willing to bet that those squares, not random. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, Other game mode. I you're finally talking? got forest colony, and I was like, hold on, let's go left. And then almost nice boat. 
Yeah, I was like, hold on, there's a boat here. There's a boat in the water. Let's use it for cover. And then I got rained on by alarms. Yeah, so we're, we're obviously needing more info on the red squares. Can and someone we'll... find out? Go, let's go find, let's take pictures. So someone get those pictures of the red squares. Yes, let's, start, let's start some conspiracy theories. Seriously, yes. the red squares could become the subject of the next cartoon. You never know. There you Must go. Must be aliens. All right, we've got Geist uh, on. Hey, Geist, what was your question? Your question? Uh, thank you. I was pressing the wrong button, so I get an extra stupid point for that one. But um, it's actually more of a suggestion in that if any of the other gentlemen are happen to be listening, um, cockpit animations like arcing, um, fall, things falling from the ceiling, things of that nature when you're taking a lot of damage or when they're firing PPCs would to the feel of things like that and add an extra layer um, it, it, to me anyway. Immersion. To make it feel like that, uh, like it's described in the books, because if you take um, the Twilight of the Clan series and uh, a lot of those descriptions of when they're getting hit with LRMs and PPCs and things of that nature, all of the uh, action happens inside the cockpit. There's not a lot of description of what's happening to the mech outside the cockpit. I was going to say, we've, we've talked about that, but that's more of a, a question or suggestion for Paul and Garth. And- yeah. The only kind of question that I have is, I'm an ex, well, ex semi-pro StarCraft II player, and I'm really interested in the esports facets and how soon are those coming? How much, you know, support are we going to be getting as far as putting together tournaments and things of that nature? Well, you can put up tournaments right now. Uh, that's what I was talking about the Conrad thing, as far as community warfare. When they release it or get close, they'll—I mean, that's the only answer we can really give you. You know, that's, that's all we know. That's all they've said uh, over and over and over. It's just time. It's gonna take time. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's coming, and I definitely, I think there's a large contingent of people out there that are waiting for it and excited for it, as am I. All right, Boo. Who do we got next? Thanks for the question, by the way, guys. We have Conrad. What's up, Conrad? Uh, earlier you mentioned uh, the, the re-implementing of Knockdown, so I was curious if there was been any discussion about Gyro's de- uh, destabilization due to weapons hits and stuff like that. I remember specifically playing Mech 3, and when you got rocked by AC-20s or LBX-20s or anything like in volume, your ass hit the ground. I would love to see that. And I think someone basically out there in the community was linking um, files that were in the XMLs. I think that's what you're talking about, some modules and stuff like that, specifically for the gyro and stuff. Um, I would love to see it. I mean, what about you guys? Yes. More rocking, the more falling, the better it is. Yep, yep. Yeah, I like the rocking effects. Uh, I think it's just like a really cool flavor for the game. What I don't want to see is what we saw in some other MechWarrior games where people just start boating with the weapons that do that and then they'll just time them so that you can't even recenter your torso to fight back. I think that's taken a little too far. But I do like your mech being bounced around. I want to feel like I'm in the cockpit getting knocked back and forth like a ping pong ball. So your your primary worries would be player abuse of it, but if you didn't have those effects then obviously you wouldn't have that type of immersion either, right? I mean, 
Yeah, I think there needs to be some balance. I think that uh, assault mechs, the ones that are easier to hit, should probably be rocked a little bit less. Also, because they're freaking huge, and you know the amount of mass coming into them should affect them in a less severe way than, say, a Gauss rifle slug getting, you know, right into the arm of a Centurion. That Centurion should be spinning like a top. But if it was hit by an Atlas, you know, maybe a little shoulder shrug. Yeah, I think it's all about moderation and balance. Um, I, I think for the most part, everybody likes those effects, but just as long as it can't be abused too much. All right, we're moving on to Mechra Online. We've got a lot of stuff to cover, and we don't want to make this too long of a podcast. All right, we've got Desktop Wallpaper 13. If you haven't seen this, it's actually a pretty cool shot. Um, I think it's appropriate. You know, It's got a basically a catapult. Uh, firing, it looks like to be streaks, basically, at an unsuspecting raven. Now, does anybody else notice this map? Anybody else notice anything unique about it? Do you know where that's at? Anybody? What's called an alternate? Like, where on that map is that? Yeah, I don't recognize that path. That's why I was like, hmm. Oh, that's going from the spawn by the ship now, or at least in the old, uh, the one closest to the ship. Instead of when you go straight, instead of taking the left, you take the right. Well, you go straight up to where the bridge, the little pipe bridge is, and then you take the right. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me as well. Well, I can honestly say I've only played this map once since the patch came out. I haven't got it again, and I was out in the water, so... Cool shot, though. All right, now, we had asked the Devs 23 come out, and basically there wasn't anything new we didn't already know that we haven't talked about in the podcast, except for... There was a few mentions about two or three times that they said November 20th through the 27th, purchasable assets, you know, like uh, camos, dice, uh, basically the questions were asked about those things, and they said November 20th through the 27th. I know there's a lot of people out there that want to drop their money, you know, want want that kind of stuff, and apparently it's coming soon, which I think is good. Um, I like the, uh, again, I like the... uh, the bobbleheads, I thought I wouldn't, but uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. And the paint schemes, notice how the trial mechs are all uh, all of drab now? I think that's really cool, and so you can see where the, the paint schemes, them coming out with. I'd like to know a little bit more about that and what you know options are going to be out there, but I guess we just have to wait. And I just hope t- that uh, I can buy loaded dice, because you know, I'm all about the pay to win. Yeah, exactly, because those are OP. Hey, uh, David's got to go. Uh, David, thank you for being on the show, and uh, you know, hopefully people are heading to your site. Uh, we'll take advantage of the deal that you gave us, and we'd love to have you on the show again, sir. Sure, just let me know. I, I really had a good time, so uh, maybe we can convince them to let me do an Irby. That would just be hot. <laughs> Sounds right. good, man. I'll pay you, Dave. Sounds like a good idea. Oh, wait, no, I, I heard you before. I can't afford that. Never mind. <laughs> All right, yeah. man. All right, have fun, guys. Have a good night. Bye, Dave. All right, moving on to the MechWare Online open beta trailer. If you haven't watched this, wow, you should wow, watch it. Wow, wow, wow. All right, the, the one cool thing, yes, it's cool, it's sequenced, you know, all that, the music's great. thing that gets me is a particular voice. I think she's making a comeback. Yes, that's right. Bitch and Betty, I think, I'm calling it, she's making a comeback. Boy, that's really going out on a limb, Phil. Yeah, even though we're going to cover, I think, how you can unlock her voice in-game right now. So, yeah. Did you guys know that? I heard some whispers. You sat on the document. I've seen some dev posts. We're going we're gonna to play with it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it 
tonight. It's going to happen. So we'll talk about that in a second. All right, so we got the patch notes that came out. Uh, a lot of changes. I think the, the biggest thing that people are um, focused on is the groups and LRMs. And you already heard that the LRMs are being fixed and they're going to be patched up soon to work as intended. So obviously it was uh, something. But for those who were getting the black screen and are now able to play, I think it's a good trade-off to have. That's just me, though. Nice new Centurion to round up the lineup. Yes. Speaking of which, 300 XL, LBX-10, Artemis, LRM-10, two medium lasers. Nice. Those are guys... points, man. Nice, well-rounded, two energy, two ballistic, two missile. Man. Mech of all trades. And it looks like uh, someone just posted up November 8th at 10 a.m. They'll be releasing a hotfix for reducing the LRM damage. Fixing LRM arc, increase Artemis missile spread, and it looks like fix third person cockpits showing incorrect. So there you have it. Hold on, sorry, I, I just feel like we're being too positive. It's almost like, hold on, they realize oh, it's crazy. Yeah, for all of you guys out there. All right, today we actually had something really cool come out. Um, I was actually surprised because <laughs> I swear I was just talking about this like a week ago. The blackjack concept came out today. What the hell? It's like, I'm going to say it's conspiracy. I say it on the show, and the next thing you know, it comes out. Anybody else notice this? So, I said so what it. you're nope. saying is that how much do I have to pay you to say dervish right now? I said it last week. Last week, I said, God, I can't wait till the blackjack, you know, if it comes out, daka daka, you know, with the AC2s, and of course, now it comes out. All right, enough self-gratification. So okay. I definitely love the Blackjack. Um, it's always been a favorite mech of mine. Uh, played it a ton in Mech Warrior 4 while I was listening to Duncan Fisher tell me how badass I was. And I'm looking forward to playing it in this game. Actually, I like this Blackjack better than the original Tiro. Obviously, the original was like, hmm. Sure is mm. pretty. It is. And anybody notice the uh, logo on its right leg? <laughs> I sure did. Yeah, yeah. The thing that gets me about this, too, is that, one, it's a 45-ton mech. It's got two it's... AC-2s, four medium lasers. Yes, yes, and yes. So Blackjack, 21, Gambling Man. It's obviously a uh, casino mech. There's uh, slot machines inside. Yeah, I think uh, everyone's wanted me to say the next. I'm going to go out on a limb. And let's see. I want to see the grasshopper. There, I said it. If it happens next week... You, it's it's on record. Then I'll. It won't be just self gratification. If grasshopper happens next week, I'll gratify you as well. We've already. Uh, we've whoa, got people whoa, saying no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, I'm, what? I'm, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. But you that's pay per view only. One, oh, okay then. That's fine. Got to. You got to earn money for the site. Do it. Okay, that's fine. All right. Now we had a long, long interview. It was a uh, Q and A on Kotaku. And it actually, there was three of the devs um, were on there answering questions. And it's huge, though. There's so many things that go on. So we, we picked out stuff that mm, may not necessarily be the most common knowledge. And some of it may be a little bit new to you. So here they are. We're just going to talk about these real quick. We've got next UI overhaul. We'll get a full screen mech lab. Thank God. I never understood the whole window thing. Oh, I will say this. I understand it for this purpose. If community warfare is tied into a website and having to alt tab 
to access that information would be annoying. But that being said, I'm on a 27-inch monitor, so 2550. But it's so my my Mech Lab is tiny anyway. I can't. You what? What the heck? You Are you know, saying so, you're getting old and your vision is getting bad? No, I'm saying my Mech Lab screen is tiny compared well, that, to the that. That definitely of my will make a lot of people happy. I've heard that complaint, you know, a gazillion times as far as wanting it to go full screen. So they listened, they heard, and they're doing. Yes. We've got next map is a desert map. Ooh. When? when? <gasps> December 18th. Just before yes. Christmas. It's like Christmas. That's going to be awesome. Christmas all over again. wonder if they'll do like a Santa outfit on the Atlas. No? Oh, they got to have some kind of Santa bobblehead or something. You know, someone would be rolling around and... An urban game, mech though. with a Santa outfit, yes. Oh, oh, an urban oh, mech, urban mech bobblehead with Santa hat. There you go. A question was asked and answered. Mask. When? Early next year. Early to me sounds like January, February. That's early to me. But First quarter. Yeah, Q1. All right. So, Ross... The Warhammer was only in the 2009 trailer, which was for a different game. Oh, there we go. Confirming what we were just talking about. Not a not for MWO. But the bottom line is they do not have the rights to use the Warhammer and some of the unseens. They're adding mechs as quick as they can, though. And there you have it directly from Russ. So, oh, big Bombadil sigh. I know. That's to be honest. I'm okay with that. The reason being is I think they should just redesign them anyways. I don't think it's necessarily the name that's a problem. It's that, you know, obviously they have to totally change the mix anyway, so it can't look anything like. So, I mean, even if they use the new Phoenix designs, they would look different. I don't know if... I don't mind if they call it a war mallet or something. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, so we got PPC effects. Oh, here's an answer. EMP-like effects in the talks. There you go. And then also, this is something that's catering to a lot of people, including myself. I like the single-player aspect, but they said they really want to still make a single-player MechWare game, and they hope they can, but it would have to be later on. So basically, the success of this game will determine what follows. So there you have it. I mean, you want the single-player, you want the PvE. So get out um, there and buy your wangs. I got a wang. Uh, no. <laughs> what? I got a yellow wang. What are you Laura, doing? are you getting tired of a bunch of uh, infantile boys talking about wangs? No. Not at all. Not at all. Fire. Me? <laughs> all right, guys, we're going to be moving on. No. Post by the devs, we've got the next mech is the Cataphract. And here's a date. Notice how uh, Paul did drop the whole date bomb on Brian. Brian <laughs> throws out the dates, and then Paul has to suffer because of them. But he says <laughs> yeah. November 20th is the cataphract. So there you have it. Only... Right before Thanksgiving. I love the holidays, know, right? man. So, uh, yes, heavy mech love. I I will be piloting that, by the way. Oh, this is one of the I mechs that I have been waiting for since, the, it first, since they first announced it. I can't wait for the cataphract. It's, pos- it's one of my favorite mechs of all time. It just the look, the build, the movement profile, it's just fantastic. It doesn't oh. make me forget about the Warhammer, but I do love it. I was gonna say sexy mech time. It's happening. Oh yeah. And then Whoa. of course there's a post and we're about to link it on how to enable Yes, that's how to enable Bitch and Betty. 
and we'll get you the link right there. That's how to en- enable Bitch and Betty. And I want feedback on that. Does it work? I'm going to try it actually after the podcast. So I will get feedback. So if you haven't tried it, try it. And actually, we were making a suggestion they should do like uh, sound packs. I think these would be purchasable. People would do. Imagine having like Duncan Fisher yelling, screaming at you or Seriously. some, I don't know, like. Uh, should hire Alex to be just an angry Scotsman. <laughs> you could hire me. I would love to have uh, BB do some Bitching Betty sound packs. I would love to have George do some Duncan Fisher sound packs and make it for, uh, make it purchasable, man. Makes it, it allows us to support the game, get some different sounds. I love it. Looks, it looks like we've got some insider uh, info by mouse number four on the general discussion forums. And it looks like in the game files, there's information regarding the cataphract and the stalker variants. So, it's, it's it's like as if they were gonna put him into the game or something. Um, yeah. So obviously, as they're working, that, that information's in there, and we'll give you an update on that. Actually, I want to check that out myself. Uh, we've got MechWare Tactics, and they actually did a Mech Chassis breakdown of intro to card types. For those that uh, don't know, um, and when we had Chris on, you know, he's talking about the cards and. Each card is represented um, differently. So, for instance, you know, stock mechs, you can't do anything to them. Mechs that you can do partial uh, configuration and then overall full customization of. Just one second. I'm assuming garage door. Or you just found some really cool mech porn. My money is on ambulance. Oh, yeah? Did you hear something? No. All right. Put your money down. (laughs) (laughs) Dramatic. I got, tw- I got Sorry, 20 on garage that, door. That just struck me as really funny. <laughs> no. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. So we've got uh, the chassis no, type. No, it was nice having you away. So I know. <laughs> I know. Sorry for the breather, man. That is that is my goal in life to ruin. All right. Sorry, man. Just start over. I'm sorry. We've got uh, the cards represent our stock where you can't do any customization, but then you have partial, which is represented by sort of a red color background and then purple which is full uh, open um i would actually like to see a, like a video i think that would be really cool giving a breakdown a little bit you know better um and then obviously they've got the intro to card types as well on there which is really cool because it lets you know all of the details and they've got uh the they've got the common they've got not common um rare and then like uber rare and uh it's a long post though so go and check that out for all of you uh Tactics. Yeah, you know, um, we, we've we only been covering tactics basically kind of lightly, um, but I guarantee within the coming month or two, we're going to dive way further into tactics, get you a lot more information. We're really excited about this uh, game as well, and so we're excited to bring you that info. Yeah, so. this the game st- looks absolutely fantastic. I agree. Yeah. It is beautiful. As it starts to ramp up, we're going to start ramping up. And obviously, um, you know, with Chris and the other devs there, we'll get you more information and hopefully uh, more content. Um, oh, well, I know we will. It's just, uh, well, you have to wait on them. And when they're ready, they'll let us know. Um, again, the Battletech board game. And uh, we had Randall Bills. Thank you again, Randall, for being on the show. Awesome stuff. We have. It only took team- a year. Yeah, I know. We- <laughs> only a year. Yeah. Good work. And a uh, little bit of legitimacy. Oh, legitimacy. <laughs> That's what I'm missing. Yeah, we several of us here are. Anyway, <clears throat> we've yes. got uh, 
continued court coordination with Randall. And if you notice on our website, there is a Battletech banner link now, and we're going to continue to work on future stuff um, and relations with uh, Randall and uh, Catalyst Games and the Battletech uh, website. So keep that in mind. We're going to be posting stuff up and uh, as soon as we can. And of course, MechWarrior Tactical Command. We haven't, I haven't received any emails. Don't really know to a whole, you know, a whole lot. Can't really respond about it because I don't know. So if one of you out there in the audience is playing, let me know. Let me know your opinions, your thoughts, negative, positive, either or. Let me know, please. Sean Lang at NoGutsNoGalaxy.net. All right, we got MechWarrior Living Legends. I actually hopped over there um, this past Sunday. I was talking to him. They're at, they are still working on the mod. Uh, again, Vlad is leading the charge. Uh, they are working on a few things, and I'm going to be meeting uh, with them again this weekend, touch base, see what updates there are, so I can get that info for you for those who have followed. And on to Facebook. I want to say this. That last comic strip, the last comic strip, we brought in 185 new likes. We're up to 13 and 1316 on Facebook. Again, just got another 1317. Oh, if if we got people in live studio audience, give us a like. Um, (laughs) Someone's asking, like, you know, you can buy likes. Uh, Get this. If you don't like (laughs) Facebook, we understand. Go to our website, register, and again, help us out if you can. Everything you guys are doing for us is just amazing. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have these guests on. We wouldn't have this website. We wouldn't have, you know, freaking George Ledoux on the show if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you so much for all Speaking your of support. George, don't forget to also uh, like George at George Ledoux voiceovers no. on Facebook. No, I don't want anybody liking me. Facebook so is since a, is he a doesn't, scam. Screw that. If he, since he doesn't like it, I want you to go enforce and like his uh, web page. Also, on Facebook, if you go there, you can see the picture uh, by Dustin that he did with the uh, George Ledoux bobblehead, etc. So, good reason to go there. Give him a like. Had a pretty good showing tonight. We actually uh, maxed out the TS3 there for a little bit. And again, we're looking at some other uh, options to increase. Uh, obviously, we can't fix the world's concern in TS3 and our No Guts No Galaxy uh, TS3. We can't. We can't have everyone on here, even though we'd like to. It's just not physically possible. At least not yet. So maybe in the future. But anyways, thank you again to all of our staff members, Darren, for putting in literally freaking all my life, <laughs> like. 30 plus hours of just my wife editing. doesn't even know who i am anymore yes you're it's it's all right it's no it's not all right so anyways it's um, worth it's, it it's it's messed up man you gotta we gotta fix this <laughs> and i'm oh. not even joking too when i say like 30 hours plus of doing editing over the podcast and other stuff i mean holy crap again that's why we ask you guys to support us it's just one of those things where uh you know we're doing a I'm, lot of I'm things changing my my handle from bombadil to the editor Slave. Very nice. The slave. Chief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Catrickell. This is Greg, also known as Alexa. This is Laura, also known as BB Wolf. This is George Ledoux, also known as George Ledoux. I am Ooh. George Ledoux. Until next time, MechWarrior.
your friends, Honest Bob of Honest Bob Spacecraft Parts here. Come on down to Honest Bob Spacecraft Parts, the inner sphere's home of new, used, and newly used quality parts and accessories for your battle mech or pimped out Solaris ride. At Honest Bob's, you can be absolutely sure you are getting the best prices at the absolute lowest price. Nowhere else will you get Honest Bob's prices. Honest! So the next time your Leopard class has a bomb inertial dampener, or your bum is getting dampened by a leaking inertial coolant system, swing by Honest Bob's spacecraft parts. Your mech and dropship needs at bargain prices.